Hello. Oh, damn it. Hello. <laughs> and Hello. you do that every time. And I do it every time, yeah. Hello, and welcome to The Adventure Continues, where members of Big Bad Evil Guys sit down and discuss the current actual play campaign taking place. In this case, welcome to Greystand. As well as what's going on in the TTRPG scene. Uh, I'm JT. Uh, Yerko is my host today, uh, as uh, Sora had some things going on, so he's decided to sit in for us. Thank you so much, Yerko. You are most welcome. And we have right. Amber with us today also. I'm here. Finally. It's my first time, guys. Be gentle. Hooray. <laughs> it's, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we're going to touch on the last two sessions that we had. Session 10, uh, which was uh, titled Past Transgressions, and then episode 11, which just came out this week. Uh, titled burnt out um so pretty eventful i would say for the most part um a lot of uh a lot of discussion at least in in episode 10 um it uh let's see well let me let me refer to my notes and we can get started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so finally after um i'm not sure how many sessions uh the measure finally finds a moment to take a knee uh this is after battling the entity that is now known as mirna Mm -hmm. which for those of you that might not have caught that that was the giant tree in the woods i still just call her the tree to be honest the pollinator the pollinator oh, no. oh yeah <laughs> like the terminator but not mm-hmm. mirna yeah well i think everybody just refers to her as the tree but i'm gonna stick to what her name is because you all know what it is now. yes <laughs> um yeah so you are back at the court having a breather um Tim gets booze. Everybody's having, most people are having a drink. Um, River and, oh man, Lenar. Thank you. And Anthea are in attendance. uh, And they all kind of indulge. um, Except for uh, initially, Anthea holds off on drinks because she revealed that she experienced some of Myrna's memories while she was mm-hmm. being possessed. It was kind of a lot to drop on us while everyone was just trying to get drunk. TBH. <laughs> it really, it did kind of feel like two different scenes within Thea going through this like, like these like war flashbacks when she was in the tree's mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. And others just guzzling ale and cuddling the dead bear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's us who are out of place because with situations being as dire and literally like the population potentially losing control of themselves to mind control, seems like leisure seems is a like little a, irresponsible. Seems like a weird time to start drinking. Yeah. Do you so, know but that's, what? That's where we're at. We're like, fuck, if we're going to do this, we need a drink. You guys I, give me alcohol. 
That's not what Ulrich said. No, it's <laughs> Ulrich's not. there, Amber. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ulrich yes. 100% there. Ulrich doesn't like anything I know. <laughs> Everything upsets him. <laughs> um, yeah, she she um, mentioned that... Um, let's see. She witnessed um, who she who she learned to be Myrna um, with other people uh, chanting uh, to a statue, essentially mm -hmm. inside a very large. I believe she said a very large building. She did, um, and she also said that the place that she observed as a whole was a massive village as she worded it. Mm -hmm. I have quite many thoughts on this JT. Oh, I'm glad I really am. It's yes. This was meant to generate thought. So <laughs> I, I, I know not how much I should speak on this. I mean, you don't know anything that anybody else like you don't have knowledge that anyone else doesn't so i mean if you wish to you know speak your mind i have my, right I have my speculations yes feel free that's what this is for like mm -hmm. i'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> well all right amber you can tell me what you think on this uh but we've done a lot to establish like what the technological and also kind of like the social and economic development like that the state that the world of Gadia is in at this mm -hmm. point and I think that what Anthea saw was a city and she does not have the vocabulary to describe it mm. like well, a, mm -hmm. we're kind of in the position that like our characters are not knowledgeable of the world and the state of the world outside of their village. So mm. even if it's the biggest city in Gatia, we wouldn't have knowledge of that. So That's it's good. kind of yeah. a shame that, Definitely. you know, we're being given that uh, like specific information about her, but we can't place it because we don't know. Mm. Mm -hmm. And further on that, we have also made a point to describe how there's no concept of gods in Gatia mm -hmm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, this big fancy building with all the people chanting sounds a bit like a church to me. I wonder if that might be what she was seeing, but she has no frame of reference. <laughs> Hey, you can you can get culty without making it about gods. It could be about people, right? You yeah. could, but it's hard. Maybe about concepts. Maybe. I I do like that there have been multiple ideas. You know, like mm -hmm. you have this idea. Someone else said, "Oh, are they a summoner?" And then someone else, I think, did say, "Oh, is mm -hmm. is it a cult?" You mm -hmm. know, like, I like how there's a lot of different perspectives on this. So it wasn't just everybody's focused on one thing, because a lot of times I've noticed in, in games when that happens, when everybody is hard set on a single idea. <laughs> yes. If that ends up not being what it is, like people they'll get be like upset. Yeah, <laughs> they'll confused. feel like you lied to them. I'm like, no, you just 
yeah, when I GM, it kind of happens all the time. And I have to be like, nope, you kind of just ran with this idea. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's okay to have, like, you know, to as a group come up to a determination about something, but it's the anger part when it ends up being wrong that it's like, come on. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be about the excitement of the discovery of the storyline. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're going to get mad at it because it didn't go your way, I mean, that's your problem. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to address that. Um, but, you know, these are all interesting thoughts to take away from it. So I'm glad it's, it's got you thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that she said, which spurred additional thought, um, she witnessed Myrna being absorbed into a tree. Yes. But she couldn't, she, all she could hear was a roaring noise and mm. screaming. Mm -hmm. I, we've now there, there have been a lot of thoughts on this, but I, I am interested in what you two think. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, my thoughts, it seems like they messed with something that. I say I think that there are two major possibilities, or the two most likely possibilities. I think is whatever they are saying and enchanting to, or whatever. I think that they were dabbling in forces that they did not understand, and you know, like when people summon elder gods or whatever, and mm. then they're surprised that they, uh writhe and gnash teeth etc right yeah uh or i mean she could have been betrayed um perhaps there is an additional party uh mm -hmm. who who is involved here there was still i mean we've discussed it a little bit in this uh in the adventure continues a little bit that it's not entirely clear that Myrna is the mama that Grimm serves. Right. Uh, so that could be. That can could, I? Could be part of it. Can yeah. I sow a little doubt in something that you just said, just to make you think more? Of course, <laughs> yes. Who's to say that Grimm serves anybody? I mean. It, it, it certainly be, seemed like it. It could just be if someone that he is uh, he in, uh, is endeared to, if that's the right way to say that. Someone that's like, well, don't mess with them. That's my friend. Or maybe it really is a don't fuck with with this person because it, it's it, not going to end genuinely well. warning. Yeah. Right. That has been tossed around a couple times. I've heard a couple of you say, well, maybe he really does is trying to help. Yeah. It's well, I don't know. I had to throw that in there because you said it enough times, and I'm just like, but what if he's not? <laughs> but what if he's not? Yeah. I, I don't know. Is he? Hmm. Who's to say? Who's to know. say? Who's to say? <laughs> yeah, JT doesn't know. There's no way JT could answer this question. <laughs> uh, what, that's, <laughs> that's all these conversations ever are is JT. You're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> like, 
Well, I mean, I'm not here to give you answers right now. I'm here I to know. give you answers to the story, but I, I love hearing your thoughts on it. And you know what's fucked is hmm. that there's a line of reasoning that would pretty confidently say, like, oh, in fact, Grimm does not serve this mama person, and JT knows this, and that's why he feels the need. But I know uh, that... I could be dead correct about Grimm and you would toss that out there like <laughs> just because I didn't consider it. And, mm -hmm. and you know how I did, because I do that. Right. Yeah. We play Delta green at a home game and I do that shit to you guys all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I'm just trying to make you think. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking. What, uh, Amber, what do you think about the tree and the screaming and everything? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I can't really speak to why it happened, mm -hmm. but I can say that maybe because it happened, that was when Myrna stopped being Myrna and maybe bonded with the tree and became the entity she is now, perhaps. That's what that kind of seems like to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can't say that they were summoning or doing culty stuff, but the actual absorption itself seems like it took her from her one state of existence and they kind she and the tree or she and whatever magical force was happening kind of became one entity. Yeah. I had written down in my notes and this was specifically you, Amber, that um, had this line of thought you ask the question if the tree was a monster already or originally, uh, you know, like as if like uh, Mirna was absorbed by the tree as right. in the tree had intention. Right. Or maybe was there intention, like maybe this was a punishment for Mirna or someone just did this to her. Right. Uh, you had brought those thoughts up, which I thought was was interesting. Why I definitely don't think that she wanted what was happening while she was screaming and being absorbed. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't get that vibe either. So whether it was a punishment or, you know, it could have a been magical force gone crazy because mm -hmm. we know Gatia's elements are off the hook. Maybe that just manifested in some tree that wasn't necessarily an entity. It just had powers but not intention right just like a natural evolution of a creature or a tree in this case within gatia yeah yeah someone it... might have had intention though whether she was being punished or the tree just ate her because she was local or whatever happened yeah okay yeah it was i i liked i liked that trail of thought and i was i was I don't know, thinking about what was said and how it does or does not work along with what's going on. It was just, it was just an interesting, you know, uh, Cassidy has these moments of in, like deep thought, I feel that mm -hmm. just bubble to the surface every now and then. And uh, that was one of them. And I thought it was really funny that it was while she was drinking. <laughs> well, yeah. Cassidy's not always very contemplative. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if we're sitting down and, you know, she's not working, she's always go, go, go. So 
Yeah. She'll stop and start thinking. Which and I that's feel where he tries to connect the dots. Which I feel is kind of a like it takes focus for you to do that because usually your characters are the opposite. Really? From home games. Like Chalrena was very contemplative. Right. She planned a lot. Um, you you most usually your characters uh, you know, are well, you're usually the mom of the group. Well, I think that just comes from my personal desire. Like I like helping people. So it ends mm-hmm. up that all the chaotic and crazy and evil characters end up being led along by the person who has compassion. Who's like, okay, let's, let's not murder these people for money. All right. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, Cassidy, I, like she's not supposed to be Chell right now. No, I know. Yeah. I, I don't want to play the same character every time. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying that they're all the same. I just, there's usually, like, that trait, that contemplativeness, that, you know, take charge, you know, it's that's usually somewhere in there. That's usually a facet of their personality. But Chalrain is definitely, or I'm sorry, Cassidy's definitely different. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It's cool to to, to watch that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I like her, her moments of zen, if you will. <laughs> well, she's independent, you know. She's mm-hmm. an only child. She spends a lot of time on her own, either smithing or going around town helping people. So, you know, this being amongst people and dealing with matters bigger than herself is totally new. So Mm -hmm. she's just trying to figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, At the end of all this um, discussion about seeing Marina's memories, Anthea contemplated out loud becoming possessed again so she can maybe learn more i okay so uh give me a second to try to separate uh what i think from what Alaric thinks because when i first interact with these uh dilemmas i'm an Alaric's head right mm-hmm. uh I think Alaric and I probably have similar opinions. He's just going to be more of a dick about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. It, where is this person's sense of self-preservation? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I it's... Go ahead. It's just crazy. It's like... Like, even before this, the big question of, like, should we put Anthea in a cell for her own protection and for the mm-hmm. protection of the people around her, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, you were all there. Alaric wanted to do it. He was all, like, it might have even been his idea. Uh, and she was like, well, I want to be helpful. And Alaric's thinking, like... <laughs> I, I specifically remember this from a previous adventure continues that this was discussed the, i think it was the last one you were in uh, sat in on uh i think we blamed rarissa <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's one billion percent rarissa like uh it which you know i guess fair enough uh but all i was thinking like i mean 
Ulrich, okay, what Ulrich was thinking, which did not come to pass, but Ulrich was thinking, like, I want Anthea to stay behind. Marissa and Anthea are insisting that she comes along, but if she gets possessed again and she becomes a threat, I am prepared to shoot her, right? Yeah. Uh, and when that did happen, that session, when she did get possessed again, like, every time waiting for my turn, I was thinking, like, alright, is this the turn where I fuck up <laughs> Anthea? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to. Yeah, Luckily, yeah, yeah. Marissa's uh, music seemed to, to have an effect. I mean, that might just be it like it seemed like that was what kind of woke up uh Anthea, or at least it helps. That might just be Yes. She did, talk, you know. She did say that the uh music she heard the uh, music yeah. she was in that state. So So it is uh, you know, I'm glad that that happened, but uh it's Ulrich's thoughts on the matter are definitely like Anthea, how much further are you gonna push? your luck on this right yeah like you know when are you but then again like if she's gonna insist on doing it like if she's gonna insist on doing it maybe we'll get some information what Ulrich's worried about in this moment is like you know i'm gonna say anthea you shouldn't and then She's going to say, but I insist. And Ulrich's going to say, all right, well, if you insist. And then she's going to get hurt. And then Ulrich's not going to be, like, sad about it. And people are going to think he's the asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, and, you know, it could also just be the fact that she trusts everyone. That's stupid. <laughs> like, you can trust us plenty. But what if something happens that we can't do anything about, you know? Are you okay? It sounded like a like it sounded like a cat got stuck in the dog. lines. Ah, nice. He scampered on the floor. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um well, you know, you pulled her out of it once, out of the haze, um, or the control, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um she may just be of the mind that you could do it again. Sure. I think that's faulty logic. I think she got lucky. You never know. I mean, who's who's to know? Who's yeah? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that, Amber? Which part? The uh, her uh, Anthea wishing to, not wishing to, but considering uh, being possessed again to learn more. Well, taking her at face value, I think she's too frail to go through that circumstance again, but. Knowing what I know, that JT likes to create dynamic characters that aren't always what they seem. I've even had the thought that she might have been, maybe, the A source or, or the source of what's been going on. Because it's like the bad guy has been in with you the whole time. Yeah. You didn't notice kind of thing. Grim could also mm -hmm. be that guy. That's you what know? Ren has been thinking. But, mm -hmm. um... Yeah, JT likes to make his characters a little bit more than meets the eye. So at face value, she seems very fragile, but it's like the art of war. When you're strong, you pretend to be weak. So maybe <laughs> maybe she does 
have the ability to go through this again. But if she is just the frail little Anthea that we see, you know, maybe Mama just gets a free avatar out of the situation. <laughs> I just realized something. I just realized something. What? what? I don't think we've ever seen Grib and Anthea in the same room at the same time. Um, the Batman principle. <laughs> Tim saw not side by side, but Tim saw Grim when Anthea was sleeping in um, the room with Rena or Rarissa. Right. Yeah. So that's the closest Ulrich, I think that you've seen. Ulrich goes into the woods mm -hmm. with Anthea. He passes out. He wakes up briefly and he's with Anthea. He goes back under. He wakes up and Thea's not there, but Grimm's there. He asks where Thea went. Grimm says that Anthea wandered into the woods, right? Hmm. So Alaric talks to Grimm and then Alaric leaves. And then Alaric's in the woods and then Grimm is out of sight. And that's when the rest of the group who went to find Alaric, they find Anthea in the woods. And then they right, mm -hmm. and then on the next occasion, the next time we see Grim, Grim appears in the court with Tim, when we know that Anthea's in the court. So Anthea's, she's there, and Tim thinks that she's sleeping in the room, but that is when that's the one time that Grim appears in the court. I think the the I just remembered, I think the only other closest to that, and I mean, this could have been a spell you don't know. She mm -hmm. was present when you went into the clearing, when the whole group went into the clearing and you heard Grimm's voice, but you didn't we see her, but we didn't see him. Yeah, which is that's I know you're right. you're you're going on the visual thing, which is understandable, but mm -hmm. that's the only other, you know, instance I could think of. And we know that Anthea likes to fucking hide spells from us. That moonlight bullshit or whatever. I told you she wasn't going to moonlight you in the cabin. And I told you she doesn't have to demonstrate it to tell us that she knows the spell. <laughs> we all have kind of been like that. I mean, even yeah. Ulrich is yeah, keeping Ulrich. his abilities to himself. So is Cassidy. Like, I know Cassidy Ulrich's... may not even know what she can do. Yeah, I know cattle. Ulrich's. Ulrich's <laughs> keeping things from the party. You know why? Right. Because there's, there's, he, because he wishes to deceive them. It's suspicious as hell. <laughs> so I mean, we just some of us like don't all want our dirty laundry out in front of everyone. Mm. Um, you know, and whether that and, makes them private or devious, I'm not sure. Everything else being equal, Anthea would be perfectly entitled to that. However, there's some other, there's some, there's some fuck there's, shit going on. <laughs> there's some fuck shit going on. There's causes for concern. Yeah, I know. Rena definitely. Yeah, won't take, won't take any of her bullshit. And um, Cassidy's just seeing a scared little fawn getting picked on, and thinking like, oh, why do they treat her that way? So, mm. I'm not saying that this is conclusive evidence. But anyway. I am saying that with like disguise self and uh, I don't know 
a spell off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a spell that'll let you like throw your voice or like where wait. Thaumaturgy would thaumaturgy do that? Mm-hmm. So your lips aren't moving, but you can create the sound. Um, I would think that if you were going to do that, it would require like a performance role or something, you know, for right. ventriloquism. How about just like minor illusion? Can't you do an auditory illusion with minor illusion? Uh, I don't recall. You might be able to. You might be able to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you can. You can. JC, I really feel like you're fucking with me. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to yeah. say? Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely know like. Yeah. JT's characters aren't flat, so it could mm-hmm. go in one of these odd directions or it could be something else we haven't even considered yet because there's clearly many factors at play. And we don't know everything. So yeah. Um, so it seems like you create a sound from... or an image. Yeah. Create a sound or an image. Yeah. So it I'm not saying that this is like evidence, but what I am saying is that the observed facts so far could be explained with Anthea just knowing disguise self and minor illusion. Hell, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, you can have uh, items that, when you wear them, give you disguise self. True. I refer to a dragonborn in an old home campaign who had a sombrero that gave him disguise self whenever he wore it. That's funny. (laughs) Does it disguise the sombrero as well? Yes, it does. So it could have been anything. Yeah, but when he wasn't walking around, he had this giant sombrero on his back, and people were very suspicious of him because of it. That's fun. He just likes anyway. the shade, man. Yeah. That kind of takes the ability to determine Anthea's class, like, out of the equation. Because mm-hmm. we know she is fawn-like, and we know she has some natural abilities. And to me, like, illusion thaumaturgy kind of seems out of that element but then if you're saying you could apply those effects to objects it's possible she could have had them where the hell she would have gotten them in the middle of the iris forest i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she could be multi-classed or she could just i mean she's not a pc Man, and i i also because i really like i like to play with these ideas you guys have whether they're accurate or not you don't know what Grimm is capable of. True. He, I mean, he was decked out like a fighter. You mentioned like blades, like a half yeah. dozen blades on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I feel like if, if Grimm, I feel like anyways, if he was just bent on domination, he could have just taken Ulrich out then and there. Like why talk? That's true. Like, it would be kind of weird. Bad All guys. Grim... I'm so sorry. Please continue. Bad guys do sometimes like to play with their prey. Cat and mouse. Maybe. Maybe. You're, I, that is, I think that that is a weakness in my hypothesis that I proposed earlier. Uh, <laughs> the way that Grim shows up and warns us. Yeah. Unless. <laughs> Unless this is some like 5D chess shit and she's like creating this character of Grimm 
in opposition to her own goals so that we come to trust Grimm and then she's just that much deeper. That's uh there's a lot of what ifs there. I mean, it's a dynamic <laughs> story, but it could be completely off. Like there's I just love it. there's just so many elements <laughs> that we don't know. Like we're just going off on a tangent. It's true. And it's exciting, you know, but who knows? If that is what she wanted to do. She already has the party's trust and like Marissa's head over heels for her. So there would be no point in creating this character. Grim. Does she have the party's trust? Cause Ulrich doesn't like her and Rena sure as hell doesn't like her. Ulrich. It's not that Ulrich doesn't like her. I, Rena doesn't like her. Like Rena <laughs> is suspicious, right? Yeah. She has like negative emotions towards Anthea. Yeah. As soon as Ulrich, I'm sorry. As soon as Anthea potentially does something suspicious, I think Rena's going to have a blade to her throat. Yeah. Ulrich is, he is currently not so suspicious. Ulrich is less suspicious of Anthea than I am. Um, Ulrich sees Anthea more as like, a, more as a liability than anything. Mm -hmm. Like not malicious, but a danger to herself. Right, right, right. You know, um of course i'm not going to say if you any of you have touched on or not touched on what's going on but i think all of this conjecture and these different ideas is a, a like a a good example of how the dm comes to the table with a story and between him and the players they potentially end up telling a completely different story <laughs> oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's I interesting I know that as a player, we uh, we definitely run off in our own direction. Which is fine. I gave you a whole village full of directions to run in. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot, a lot. Damn, we haven't gotten past the first, like, 15 minutes of Session 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, that's because of the tangents. That's <laughs> fine. What's fine. the next speaking point? Yes. Well, um, I can bump through some of these because they were just funny little points. Like the bear rug is now named Francis. I don't know if either of you remembered that. I do I not. not. Francis the bear? Francis the bear, yeah. Was that Rarissa? Um, it was, somebody else suggested Francis and Rarissa was like, Francis, I love it. Or whatever if, she said. If none of the party remembers that the bear is named Francis, is it named Francis? I mean... That's up to the party. If I'm a just tree crazy. falls in the woods. I <laughs> if a I, drunk named the bear rug, did anybody hear it? <laughs> I I'd be surprised if Rarissa remembers naming the bear Francis. See, but why she would they want to face. name and become attached to the bear after it growled at them and they all peed themselves in fear? We're yeah. we're all on to Cassidy, all right? That ship has sailed. She wasn't you can't hiding milk it. this forever. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she wasn't hiding it. She was actually surprised nobody was like, Yeah, okay, it's just a rug, guys. <laughs> no. That, She's having fun. I, it's, it's like all Eric said. There's too much weird shit going on. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the what rug... does that mean in the context of the bear though? It means that we don't have room, like, if something weird and scary happens, we don't have room to be like, that's ridiculous, that could happen, you know? Like, yeah. whatever yeah. fucking spooky magic allows Grimm to just walk into our house, like, it could make a, it could, 
resurrect a skid bear and then the bear rug mauls us all to death in the court and that's the end of the you campaign that could happen you know what i just thought of and this is a creature i've never encountered as a player it's the um the rug of holding or whatever it's called the, like the living rug could rug you imagine the rug of smothering the bear could be a rug of smothering that would be great. How hard did that JT bear resist notes. squishing them? I know he loves it. He's like, <laughs> it's canon. It's I canon. Was, I was making sure that the name was right. It is a rug of smothering. There's oh, also man. there is also a gargantuan rug of smothering. Oh my gosh, that wow. was so fun. But yeah, like in in Gatia. <laughs> <laughs> fun as before. in an exciting scenario i mean i don't want my players to die but hey it's mortal peril kind of makes you want your character it makes you learn your character fair i'm gonna tell you now though as someone who's fought a rug of smothering uh you will have never feared a rug until you fought <laughs> a rug of smothering so, so you never walk into a tavern or a house the same way again yeah yeah everything is just fucking suspicious well, it could be. I mean, do we know about rugs of smothering or mimics? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Um, yeah, things of that type of magic. Well, you know, like, I'm a firm believer, and I do believe it is in at least D&D lore that a mimic can possess anything. It doesn't have to be a chest. So, right? You know. I, I don't know where I saw this, but I remember, I think I read a story online once about a mimic being a bar chair in a bar oh that's awful and most of its time it was just a bar chair it wasn't eating anybody yeah yeah yeah. but there was like it felt loyalty to the bar owner and then um there was like a brawl or something in the bar one day and the mimic switched to a mimic fought everybody then went back to a chair not ripping the story i found it on the internet somewhere just <laughs> seems interesting in this case talking about mimics and what they're capable of yeah there's actually at the end of uh tasha's cauldron of everything they talk about uh mimic colonies which is something that i've always been interested in like literally an entire abandoned village where everything is a mimic oh crazy what do they need though do they need to eat to live like do they metabolize or are they i don't know but the concept is anybody that comes to investigate the village gets you know yeah. yeah so well how do you show a colony of mimics that you're benevolent I'm, i don't know this is uh, what yeah, i mean about the tangent thing yeah. <laughs> i'm really bad at it all of this over care? a bear rug <laughs> i know well the bear rug right the bear rug so right the bear rug his name is francis moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh rena told a fishing tale about her encounter with a giant her um lenar and rivers encounter with a giant lobster uh ulrich got upset and left <laughs> it was very inconsiderate timing he literally just said that he was gonna go make sure that his friends weren't burning alive and she was like wait 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 you need to hear this and he's yeah. like he said like think about it tell me if i need to hear this right now and she's like you really do well, she's drunk, yeah, right? So Yeah, well... <laughs> and in her defense, she'd been trying to get that narrative out for a few days. So. Well, she could have waited a few she days more. the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
but you uh, you did depart after the tale of uh, old Snippy. Snip, snip. Ulrich mm-hmm. uh, left and went out into the woods by himself. And I think you rolled an eight or a not and a nine, which was hilarious. That I know. Well, <laughs> those were my totals after adding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was a. Yeah. I rolled a two and a three, which gave me yeah. a nine and Oof. a ten. Oh, you were that close to a one. Yeah, right? Yeah, could you imagine? Well, this is a man whose friends could be perishing in a fire, who's been struck by lightning twice Twice. in one week, and has a problem with every single thing his, quote, uh, friends or acquaintances do. So he's he's under a lot of pressure right now. (laughs) His blood pressure is through the roof. If he gets a paper cut, that shit could cut steel. The wow. pressure of the blood. Wow. Like that's where he's at. Maybe that's that's how we take out Mirna. Maybe, Maybe. That's... Cover down with the bloodstream. <laughs> Maybe that's how we, we uh, discover blood magic. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so cool if Gatia had blood magic. Do it. <laughs> Make it canon now. <laughs> Origins of blood magic. You see, this ranger had really high blood pressure. <laughs> this ranger was so mad supernaturally angry (laughs) that his blood became his weapon and his mage friend said let's let's further weaponize this Ulrich becomes a warlock patron in future centuries oh Oh my god yes Oh, I bid myself to Ulrich the mad yes Ulrich the mad can you imagine um we'll just call it a blood warlock uh-huh like a warlock with a patron all right i can't imagine please take notes this is an amazing brainstorm session yeah <laughs> i'm, I'm imagining it right now the blood blade like oh, you know how blood a blade. blood blood magician might you know cut their hand to cast a blood yeah. spell mm-hmm. you know maybe that cutting of the hand kind of projects the blood blade into existence like you know a summoned weapon what's that spell tim has with the exploding knife ice knife yeah ice knife knife. like that but with like necrotic damage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah but you know there has to be a like it could do like a good amount of damage but it's also got to hurt you because you're taking blood from yourself so yeah you gotta find that balance and just know that you're the squishiest bitch in the party Yeah. Um, I would hope that if someone cough cough were to write a blood magic class, that they might give the class at least a ability to take a decent amount of con. Maybe that's their their modifier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way they can, you know, not simply kill themselves on day one. They have it would, how about a sorcerer? It would how depend. about a sorcerer subclass? They get a. Yeah. Uh, proficiency in con saves, right? Their fucking like sorcerers are literally based off their bloodline, so that actually would right. be yeah. pretty ironic and amazing. And yes, I think they do. I think you're right. So that would be good as well. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll 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 put a we'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in okay. that. I, I wrote it down. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe for halloween we can release some blood subclasses oh <laughs> i'll do the art 
still okay. Get started now. Um, <laughs> I know I have to get started now if you want me to finish anything. Jeez. Um, all right. So Alric leaves the court to go find the Rangers, who he does find about halfway to Mirna's clearing. 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 Everyone was okay with the exception of Sauten, who suffered an injury to his, I believe it was his left arm and wing. His wingy. Yeah, um, but he'll be fine, it seems. Um, you helped him get back to the village. Um, Viren spoke to you, uh, saying that didn't know what you did back there, but she's never seen fire move like that before. Um, and uh, you eventually get back to the village. Uh, Ulrich, Kindle, and Ricky all escort Sawtem back to his house. Ricky departs. And then Ulrich and Kindle had like, what I got to ask, even as the DM, what was that? Like, was he just consoling a friend or was there, is there like some interest there? Like, like, uh, you know, emotional or romantic interest. Uh, I would not say that it's a like a fully fleshed out romantic interest at the okay. moment. Mm-hmm. I think that there's potential there, mm-hmm. but I honestly just think that like Kindle is so far like the only person in the entire village that Ulrich relates to. Like <laughs> the only person who seems to kind of understand his balance of like like the way that he focuses on what he's doing and like kind of the mm-hmm. only person who seems to appreciate it frankly like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh she's she's very um all about her her job like she's yeah. she's a professional uh i was gonna say businesswoman um mm-hmm. <laughs> career woman if you will mm-hmm. so he wanted to spend some time with Kindle just because like he very much feels like the party does not understand him. Like mm-hmm. they don't. <laughs> He's upset all the time and they never understand. They never seem to understand why he is upset. And that frustrates him so much because he thinks he's being very clear. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just wanted to spend time with someone who he thinks understands him. Right. And uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It was nice. And it was a nice scene. It was, yeah. Can um, I drop in a perspective? Yes, please it, do. It felt like to me, at least as the player, it kind of felt like Ulrich was just using Kindle as a tool to calm himself. Like <laughs> even Kindle, he's not. I like it seemed from my point of view, like he wasn't relating to. He's just like, come with me because I need to relax. It's not like, hey. Let's us hang out together. It's like you do this for me now. She's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's what I got out of it. <laughs> Be an outlet for my rage. Well, like just Ulrich just seems so stern. Cassidy mm-hmm. doesn't understand it, so. Right. Well, that sternness that he's been expressing lately, I think, well, actually in that session, we'll say cuz I feel like in session 11 he loosened up a little bit. Um, but in session 10, for sure, I think that that what he was projecting was definitely a gauge of his blood pressure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. But I, I get what you're saying, though, Amber. I it's do. like um, if we have a, a choice wheel for dialogue for Ulrich, every single answer is the wrong answer every time. <laughs> it's And then he's I mean... upset that we chose the wrong answer. It's like, I, how do I proceed? <laughs> I don't know. The more I talk, the less reputation points I have. It's a good thing Cassie doesn't talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's just standing in the back going like, what the fuck? Uh, every time in interaction with Ulrich, there's a little uh, word box that pops up. Ulrich will remember that. It's like I have to say, taking <laughs> like with a question mark on her head, thinking yeah. as Ulrich right now, <laughs> I really feel like you could say the right thing, but I Yurko, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't discovered it yet. Yeah, we haven't figured it out. I think the right answer is. Um, complete agreement. <laughs> you know what just popped into my head? Mm-hmm. Let's get down to business to defeat the hunt. Yeah. Like, Ulrich is just like, let's fucking do this. Let's be serious. Let's win yeah. it really hard. And everybody else is kind of just like, Wee. what kind of talents do you have? Yeah. Like, let's, let's go get a beer. I think maybe that'll help. Like, you know. What about those flowers, man? Like we're all mm-hmm. just kind of like in our own headspace. Maybe if we fucking focus on the problem that's like getting people killed in our village. Let's I think that is what that's what Alaric wants to see. Like he 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 can't understand like he does not relate to like even the concept of like I care about this, I'm just n- not working on it twenty four seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're not like focusing your everything on fixing this problem, like doing everything that you can, um, then he just doesn't think that you take it seriously, and it like it frustrates him. Well, like, what kind of character could you be? Like, okay, any story arc, this story arc, we've got the Mm -hmm. big bad problem. Uh Uh-huh. We, as a team, are trying to solve it. So let's say it's 100% important. So all of us don't eat, we don't sleep, we don't drink. We just focus on the story until we drop. Like, how long could we live like that? So some of us characters are saying, okay, I'll dial that back to 80% or... Maybe I'll dial that back to 2% or 60%. So we we know there's a big problem, but some of us are like, if I don't sleep, I'm just going to drop dead. Mm-hmm. You know, if I and don't drink, my brain is just going to drive me nuts. I hear the point that you're making, but I will say that Alaric does eat and sleep. Like, <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> He does. Yeah. You better damn well have some exhaustion points on that. <laughs> no, he said he does. He yeah. does. He does. Uh, like, wouldn't you know people are different? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, like, I, I like the dynamic, so. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, <laughs> Alric has kind of simultaneously made himself the entire group's rival. <laughs> it's like, like, Alric is Gary. Like, no matter what's going on, you're fucking mad about it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Ironically, 
by being yeah. the one most focused on the group's shared goal. The most right. pissed off the rest of the group. Yeah. Right. Well, we're trying to, you know, Cassidy, I can tell you, cares very much about the future of the village. But she at least has the sensibility to, you know, take a breath every now and then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that leaves room, perhaps mm. with everybody, to have some character growth, Ulrich included. Yeah. Like I will Ulrich point something out, though. We could yeah. learn from each other. Like, we could learn from each other. Breathe. The others need to learn to maybe to saddle up <laughs> uh, at <laughs> least a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's a good point, but I am realizing that specifically with, with the drinking and the court and the bear and all of that fun business, there was something that gets overlooked a lot, I think. Like, is it, is even it Braylon? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, keep going. Even me, like, when we talk okay. about it, I forget about this, uh, but, uh, like, I went back and I watched the, the VOD, and I was like, oh, yeah. So, like, everyone thinks that Alaric's upset because, like, none of y'all are taking this seriously, right? And, like, mm -hmm. he said stuff to that effect. So, like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you'll recall, we got back to the court and Alaric, he took a drink. He laid down on the bear like he was ready to rest because yeah, what is there to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but what pissed him off was when... uh. Tim started teasing about his fire abilities in front of Lenar oh, and River. And Anthea. And Anthea. And Alaric oh. was like, Tim, Shut the can we do up. this later? You know? Like, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. Tim is like, have you ever tried honesty? And Alaric's like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, <laughs> he said, can it wait? And he goes, yeah, this has a bit of weight to it. Yeah. Like, which again, <laughs> Just he, you know, yeah. he it's all a joke to him. Yeah. Like he Ulrich tried to make it clear, like, like what his boundaries are. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and he didn't feel like they were being respected. So it was like. I'll, I'll go do something productive then. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also, uh, that's why he said, don't talk about me while I'm gone, because he didn't he didn't know if they would like bring up his big fire axe mm -hmm. in front of Lenar and River while he was gone, right? <laughs> so that was like that was the bigger issue for him at that moment. Yeah. Um and then it gets remembered as Ulrich hates fun, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of the issue with <laughs> with these kinds of events. Ulrich hates fun. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did that circumstance make Ulrich zesty with Tim or with like everyone? Like, is everyone being characterized here? Or does he just think that Tim is being an idiot? Like, how, how does he feel about that? How does he, he, he was definitely more angry with Tim. But that feeds into his just general sense of not really feeling like he relates to anyone. Mm -hmm. And then Rena stopped him as he was about to check on his friends who might be burning alive with that story. And he did not right. appreciate that. So there was mm -hmm. some real zest towards Rena. Um, 
But as far as the thoughts was like Cassidy and Rarissa, uh, he like Tim's um like his little beef with Tim, uh, and I should you know say that his feelings towards Tim are more complicated than just don't like him because mm-hmm. Tim has also been the one, um, more than others to like level with him. Oh, given yeah. the opportunity, you know, for sure. Um, but like his beef with Tim in that moment did not extend towards like Cassidy or Arissa, um, or Rena until Rena wasted his story. time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like he still doesn't really feel like he has a connection with them, you know. Yeah. So, well, uh, that's. So then the way he talks towards them is just his kind of natural snippiness, you know, yeah. which he definitely has. But, uh, yeah. yeah, which definitely doesn't help endear the party. Yeah, I feel like we're all kind of like we're all musical instruments playing a different song. Like we are all focused on our own thoughts and goals. Mm-hmm. And like as a party, like we don't have that kind of cohesion, like Tim will say, okay, let's do this and, you know, we'll follow along and and we'll do something, but we all like, approach life in different ways. Mm -hmm. So we're all just a bunch of instruments playing different songs at one time. Yeah. Maybe Hmm. we'll learn to be more coherent as time passes. Maybe we won't. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm hoping we do. I... I don't think it's a mistake to start this way. Because uh, no. I can think of... Um, that's a lie. I can't think of any because my brain is dumb. But, like, <laughs> it's a fantastic, uh, like, group arc, you know, mm-hmm. that w- yes. we could be at the beginning of. And I'd be it's, so dope for that. You're a brand new group. There's time for you all to grow into a cohesive one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and but, I mean from a social perspective, we're all villagers from a relatively small town of around 75 people. So we we might not necessarily have very well developed social skills. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what our charisma modifier is, we're uh-huh. we're all kind of we've been growing up in our own minds and in our own lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, being a team is is totally different yeah well uh with getting back to the story yes next point we'll spend Um, 30 minutes on it (laughs) so you spent time all or spend time with kindle the next morning and thea wakes up on the floor in her room when tim goes to check on her uh when he eventually does go to wake her up uh, she says that she thinks that Mirna was trying to get, in, get into her head again last night. Kept having nightmares or dreams. I don't remember what word, which word she used about seeing those people in the building. Um, one thing I made a note of here that I thought was significant for the character, not not for uh, Anthea, but for Cassidy. Cassidy, you said that you were deciding to focus on the group instead of the village that day i did you did okay we'll keep going <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was significant because cassie takes care of the village any day that she's not 
working. She volunteers, but she was going to focus on the measure instead of tending to the village. Right. Well, I mean, her duties in the measure might maintain the fact that there is a village. I mean, you can go deliver an elder some lunch or, you know, weed a pathway or repair a building or she can you know go try to make sure that we don't all have our minds taken from us in the next Mm -hmm. few weeks so i mean one kind of supports the other it's just like a a priorities thing it's definitely not saying she doesn't want to help people yeah because you know she just thinks there's more urgency on the measure right now right which is which is um i thought it was a interesting moment though just okay so um let's see then uh rena realizes that she forgot to go home the previous night <laughs> ran out in a in a big hot mess uh so where her and her sister do inevitably get berated by their mother rowena uh or rowena i don't know if it was berated thing. Definitely thought of what for. Yeah. Um, You always. There's a word. Reprimanded. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of different words here. Uh, You all went to the village elders to decide what actions to take to fight back the growing fire, which you were basically given a whole big list of things that could have been done and you all decided to go into the woods would be your thing with the i don't know what you want to call them the bucket brigade mm-hmm. yeah um there was a moment before you left there's a couple moments but one in particular i wrote down where lavana was berating people in the village that this is all their fault and this is this is nature fighting back things of things of that yeah nature dumb shit like that mm-hmm. uh to which uh rena uh bites back and gets her to retreat into her temple. I want to say um I that I'm glad that Rena had her moment to mm-hmm. to shut her up. Yeah. But if you remember later I cast cause fear on the elemental spoilers we'll get there. Uh but I was like this close to Alric storming up in front of what's her face while she was ranting and preaching uh, to the crowd and casting cause fear on her <laughs> to get her to shut up. I thought yeah, that would have been very fun. That would have been uh, very shocking, I'm sure, for everybody. I that mean, you could almost say that her rant came from a position of fear. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. perhaps it would have backfired. And then I would have <laughs> wasted a spell slot for nothing. Or maybe it just would have intensified the fear and she would have just shit herself right there in the street. Maybe. And then everyone everyone will call her Auntie Shit Pants and no one will take her seriously anymore. <laughs> Nobody says that, okay? It's not a thing. <laughs> um, and there was just a, one more um, towards the end of the session. Ulrich uh, asks his uh, quote-unquote friend how much he can tell the group. Yes. To which Alaric was told, whatever you're comfortable with. Which is not a helpful was, answer. Well, as he stated, it was your choice to keep it a secret. Yeah. And then um, Alaric asked everybody not to tell anyone about what he's done. And um, t- 
to not make light of it. Yes. And it ended, the session ended as you all started marching through the wood. So that was session 10. Can I touch yeah. on Lavana? Yeah. Um, Cassidy is one of, if not the only um, character who said that she was, you know, attending Lavana's spiritual nature, like pre-religion Sermon. sermons, ceremonies, um, mm-hmm. just because Cassidy feels like, I don't know, some kind of reverence for nature or existence or the power of the elements. It's, you know, but when she saw Lavana acting like that, it like immediately dropped her endearment yeah like her um respect for her she just Mm -hmm. she was just like her switched off like her her reverence for whatever nature or power she would have would probably no longer be associated with lavana Mm -hmm. and if if renna hadn't uh, shut her down cassidy would have yeah probably in a much nicer way though Cassidy was kind of like holds finger up and then Rena goes forward and puts finger back down again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll move into session 11 now from here. Um, Maybe less, maybe we'll go off on little less tangents. (laughs) (laughs) I shall resist. (laughs) It's not just you. We all do it. Um, So you all set off marching into the Irish forest. Um, eventually getting close to the fire. Uh, there was an observation of uh, one part of the horizon where you see the coloration of the fire, the aura, if you will. Uh, it had like an orange glow, but there was one spot in particular that was like a bright red. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so that was observed. <laughs> so that was a thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much all that 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 left off on. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was got... the elemental. No. Shit. Different direction. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Or okay. at the very least, not where he was. We'll say that. You mean to um, say that there's still slightly more red fire out there somewhere? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Noticeably oh. red uh, aura out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna have to shoot that with my arrows next. Shoot the fire <laughs> with your arrow. Mm. That's how it works. It you works also, with the assistance of Jerry. Uh, the uh, <laughs> what's his species name again? Bungle. Bungle. I gotta yeah. say, if I may, some constructive criticism. I feel that the bungles were introduced with not enough fanfare yeah or description mm. yeah we all came up with some good uh no, good concepts for the bungle which they're beautiful I creatures and they deserve over. recognition <laughs> i've never regretted making a creature so much in my life and yet you still chose to put them in the game you didn't have to i will make sure to make up for the lack of description for jerry the bungle next time Yes. yes um, can I can I say that we as a group decided that bungles could have like a giraffe tongue that's like 
able to grab things. Did I did JT did we? decide that was acceptable or was that just one of our tangents? No, I don't that remember one, that, but that I I one million percent support it. I'll claim it. That's probably me. Um, they have a retractable neck, oh. so the tongue isn't necessary. Oh, like that heron thing. Yeah. 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 And it. Yeah. Anyway, Jerry the Bungle. Jerry the Bungle. Jerry the Bungles Bungle. are essentially beasts of burden in Gray Stand. There's a couple of them that are used for plowing the fields. Jerry is an especially strong Bungle. He's the mm-hmm. Alpha Bungle. He is the Alpha Bungle, yes. Uh, Say the, that ten times fast. With the assistance of this animal. <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You all start to redirect water from the river to uh, in a way that will be in front of this fire. So as it starts to move towards the village, hopefully it hinders it. Um, amidst doing this, you, uh, I think it was Ulrich specifically. Uh, well, no, uh, a few people noticed the small fire elementals leaping from tree to tree within this inferno. And then I think it was specifically you, Ulrich, that observed the large fire elemental in the middle of it, mm-hmm. uh, who was just kind of standing sentry, um, causing this fire to grow at probably a faster rate. Uh, this probably more than likely being what Viren was referring to when she said, I've never seen fire move like that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Mm-hmm. So. You all uh, set up some wet ground uh, as quickly as you could with the use of some of the buckets. Uh, The rangers, other than you, Ulrich, protected the villagers who were helping Jerry move and, you know, laying out their own buckets. Um, They were protected while the rest of you engaged the larger fire elm, Mm -hmm. which was, which was, interesting oh uh, yeah i mean that's fun it was we, a good fight we definitely did not have the upper hand like we we kind of just fumbled through that fight i we got lucky really maybe you know maybe it's because i use a longbow and i um did not take any damage in that fight but i feel like it went great <laughs> <laughs> well i mean as far as like trying to fight a fire elemental we yeah. were like hitting it with what mundane weapons and fire yeah. attacks. So I mm. pretty much all of my non-physical attacks are fire based. So right? so it <laughs> so I was, happened. I was kind of at a loss. <laughs> yeah, he he dealt us uh JT dealt us a monster that we weren't really mm-hmm. super effective against whatsoever. Even right. effective. Hey, well, you know what? It was it was fitting for the for the story, so Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. It uh, so that it was a, a long battle. It was most of the session. Um, so you you were successful. Nobody fell to zero hit points. Yeah, which good job because that could have gone real bad real fast. Yeah, um, and uh, wispy. Yeah, I I liked Tim's use of the move water, create move water yeah. spell. That was giving, great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no mechanic that says, oh, if the fire elemental strikes somebody 
encased in water, then this ability doesn't apply. I mean, that was just good flavor, mm-hmm. good role play. Yeah. yeah, good concept. So it's like, well, shit, I'm going to give it to him. Like, how shitty would it be of me to just be like, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Sorry, go fuck yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd rather reward creativity than shunt it. I mean, there's a circumstance where that could be possible. Like, oil can catch on fire in the water when there's an oil spill. But I mean, like, it's possible that the elemental could have that much power. But I do like the precedent that the water prevented burning on just Mm -hmm. a standard like circumstance like a person yeah Yeah. i have a question yeah so oil floats on water Mm -hmm. could you use the shape water spell to kind of like wrap the water around the oil so that the oil is not on the surface of the water i don't know that's a good question i would have to say that if because so it doesn't say anything about mixing or uh manipulating something that isn't water mm-hmm. so if someone was actually going to try to do that i'd probably have them roll their spell modifier just to and you know because it's kind of pushing the spell a little bit beyond yeah, it's, it's kind use, of advanced which mm-hmm. i've done before i've done that with tim before because colby always gets creative with his yeah. spell he does he he tries to get every inch he can out of them which respect like i is get he it. the ash ketchum of the group he is he is when it, he is the wizard equivalent of ash ketchum <laughs> yeah um so uh you know but I, I would do something like that have them roll their spell modifier um but uh yeah so you all were able to get through the fight without too much of an issue I think Cassidy got pretty low on hit points at some point. Did she? Can't remember. Yeah, I did. Um, I think I used aid on the party. I, I yeah. don't recall. You did. Right. I did. Yep. I <clears throat> increased my hit point maximum, so I'll have to remember to decrease them later. Mm. Oh, yeah. Max hit points went up by five for, mm-hmm. for you, Rena and Marissa. Mm-hmm. Um, but you returned to the village after your victory. I I believe I I uh, oh, Rena lost her eyebrows. Yes, <laughs> good that, job. That was a, that was your fault. <laughs> yeah, that was a totally random scene. But how is it my fault? Because you asked. It. You asked, "Are your eyebrows still there? Did they get burned off?" And I said, "Oh, let's roll for it." Wait, did I? I thought she yeah. asked if her eyebrows were still yeah. there. No, I'm pretty sure it was you. Mm. I can't say. Well, you know, if that's the case, then I apologize, (laughs) Sora. I enticed the dice. You did. You did. Mm -hmm. Um, So she lost her eyebrows. um, And then you all uh, headed back to the village. uh, Where upon immediately getting back, you all were uh immediately approached by maggie earth um, (laughs) goran's one of goran's daughters um asking tim specifically because she knows tim the best because Mm -hmm. they're both farmer families um if if he's ever gonna let braylon out of jail (laughs) 
because he's been there for over a week and right, uh, right, right. and in like for the past four days he hasn't shown any symptoms right well so. could be like dormant could just be waiting could be and the fact that he did display symptoms while in jail does kind of validate tim's choice to put him in there but yeah we we definitely all forgot about him yeah i was gonna say <laughs> no <laughs> well initially initially yeah. but you said he hadn't displayed any signs for four days it's not like we were checking in daily yeah well that's what maggie told yeah uh, Tim. Yeah, yeah i completely forgot about him she was right i'm pretty sure everybody did yeah i've been sitting there every session are they gonna go check on braylon i'm not kidding <laughs> every session and i'm like all right she's getting kind of crazy someone's gonna come looking for tim now um so that was that was quick but interesting um, i mean we had large matters to contend with we had shit I going mean, on. the braylon thing was kind of resolved mm -hmm. in the time being so it became low priority mm -hmm. sorry braylon you're not yeah. the most important thing in our lives all right it's just representative of actions and consequences you know like uh even if it's not a major consequence it could be in the future who knows you know yeah. tim Tim, uh, Braylon's a little simple, and Tim was, um, you know, did a lot of explaining, and oh, it's okay now, though, you could come out, kind of, kind of, like, I'm offended by your big words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say, like, with the, with the way he was talking to Braylon, Braylon's definitely kind of like, a, oh, yeah, okay, whatever you said, I, I, I say, I just don't want to be in there again you know um kind of just going along with the flow but who knows you know if you ever have to call on braylon for anything who knows how he's going to react yeah i mean what will we need braylon for all right he's like a 20 something drunk farmer's kid i mean i can immediately think of something but i won't say <laughs> our putting him in there or our letting him put him in there did come from the right place though i mean he's yeah. just so lucky that the two times he ran off into the forest he didn't lose his life and yeah. he didn't harm someone he loved i mean yeah. when it comes down to it four days of undeserved boredom is a much less punishment than whoops i accidentally killed a sibling or a parent or mm -hmm. you know i died because i ran off again but, yeah. i mean Looking at it from that perspective, I mean, he's still but around. Will he, though? Will he look at it from that perspective? That's the curse of good intentions, you know? And the curse of maybe a, a lower intellect. He's only thinking about what he lost at the time, not necessarily mm -hmm. pros and cons of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, but after... Oh, so Tim went to go get Braylon. Sybil was guarding Braylon, uh, one of the shepherds. And both of them brought him home, uh, to which Tim decided to spend some time with Sybil afterwards, which was unexpected. It uh, was. But, you know, it hey, if, if that's the direction we're going to go in, I'll, uh, you know, that's something that I will have to jump on. Um, rooting for you, buddy. Wish you weren't so awkward. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he had said this um, in the podcast or in the show, but... Tim definitely explained to us at one point that he's 
very uncomfortable, I suppose, around females or just not interested in the pursuit of romance or whatever it might be. Yeah, Tim wasn't isn't interested in the pursuit of romance. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that could have said otherwise. Right. So that maybe mm-hmm. yeah, it's character growth, right? Or he's trying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he spent a little time with her, invited her back to the tavern where everybody mm-hmm. was meeting up. Um, <laughs> Rena went to the Triple T Farms to meet with Tim's sister Tallulah, who drew her eyebrows back on as best she could. She rolled a 19, so did pretty good. Um, and then everybody reconvened at the tavern for some light discussion where we're going to pick up on next session, but that, that's where that ended. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, normally I would take time now after discussing the sessions to look at things going on in the community. Um, I, I did look for some things to talk about. But I think there's just one big glaring thing, and I don't know how much we want to categorize this as a TTRPG thing, but it does have to do with the world's most popular TTRPG. But Baldur's Gate 3 comes out really soon. I'm ready. Are you? (laughs) Everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. So by the time this airs, there will be four days until release. So four days. We should have like a betting pool who can log the most hours in Baldur's Gate 3 in the first week or something. And the winner (laughs) takes all. Oh, I'm already going to (laughs) lose. Let's, yeah. Those of us who work a lot, let's bet. Let's ruin your fucking life playing Baldur's Gate as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, they, they, they posted that little, um, False um, absenteeism from work uh, paper Larian Studios posted um, for uh, Balder Day for, you know, I, I have to take today off work because Baldur's Gate 3 is releasing and I need to play it. Mm, but legit, some people are going to do that. Yeah. I mean, if I had yeah. the liberty and I was in my younger days, I probably could. Screw younger days. If I had the liberty to do it, I would do it, but they won't let me request days off that. Right. Younger being before mortgage payments and children. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can't just walk away from our jobs as easily as we used to be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Goddamn adulting. I'll play Baldur's Gate for the both of you. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to get my play. We'll live vicariously through you. I I just got to make sure that I don't do it on planning days. Right. That's my thing. Gotta make sure uh, it's on a day where I, you know, yeah. Just transplant the Baldur's Gate 3 storyline. <laughs> no, you Speaking can't do that. Speaking of... Okay, so there's a, a bear. <laughs> so there's, there is a bear. So there, we have a bear. So there was this bear. <laughs> we have a bear. So Here speaking of playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3 vicariously through me, uh, if I may, so, if I may say, may. Uh, mm-hmm. I will be streaming Baldur's Gate and I will be starting on uh the thursday when it releases it's a thursday right i should know it that. is a thursday yeah yeah so and you're, uh, you're gonna be doing that on your own channel right or i will gonna... on my own channel twitch.tv slash the yurko the yurko okay. yeah I'll, i will i will make sure to i will you let me know and you could say it right now what time you're going to be starting and i'll put that information into the descriptor of this episode 
Oh, that's so lovely. Uh, I'll I'll be starting at eight. Oh, okay, good. That's easy to remember. I don't even gotta write that down. Yeah. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash the Yerko for uh is, is now this is your very first time playing it, right? That will be it, it will be. I did not play any of Ooh. the early access. Um you, you just like had a look at the character creator and that's about it, right? I did. So yeah. I looked at the character creator, which means that I saw like the very first opening cutscene of the game, and that is my entire experience with Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, great. Right. So that's that's like a yeah, awesome. I, I uh, and you're going to be playing solo. Yes. Okay. I want us as a group. I want four of us, or however many players can be in a party, to do a run as well. I mean, I don't know if yes. we'll. Maybe we could just do it on an off day, record it, and that could be a YouTube video. I'm so one million percent down. <laughs> Yeah, BBG uh, playthrough, you know. Sora had the idea of recreating our characters from Grey Stand. Right. Um, oh. It's not bad. Which idea. I liked. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so I, I'm so excited. Is there is there any class that anybody is excited to play the most? Uh I'm gonna be playing a wild magic sorcerer. Okay. I know that for a fact. Oh, I, so I have cool. not dipped into that that area. I'm I'm kind of torn myself. I want to be a spores druid, but uh, my first reaction is to be a four elements. Hmm. I want to. I want to make my dragonborn monk. <laughs> I I I believe I heard that they're going to allow multiclassing though. What? I've heard that too, which is that's so cool. Fucking bonkers bananas! I might multiclass sorcerer wizard. I'm going to multiclass barbarian. Yes. Monk Barbarian. Yes. Floria blows while raging. <laughs> <laughs> My most beloved classes, as you two may know, are definitely Druid followed by Bard. Um, so maybe I'll be a Bard Druid? Drew Bard? Drew Bard. Drew Bard. Maybe I'll just take one level in every class. You could be a Bard that when they sing, wildlife appears. You could be a Disney oh, princess. Oh my princess. god. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that that character can stay on the shelf. I like where your <laughs> idea is at, but I, I am not a Disney princess kind of girl. <laughs> I, my, and I'm, I'm sure Disney has come around a lot on this with, you know, Frozen and all that. But I, I'm not a delicate princess, nor are my characters. <laughs> it's just the first thing that came I to know. mind. I I'm just funny. commenting on it. Yeah, I don't know. I just love um, nature, obviously. Transform um, transforming. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Barbarian Druid. How about Meredith? That was her name, right? The Scottish redhead? From oh, the yeah. She was not a delicate princess, but she is considered a Disney princess. Yeah. Right. I'd call her Meredith. Druid barbarian. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I like that. Yeah. Mm. She turns into a bear, right? Mm, I think. I never no. saw the movie all the way through. Her no. mom turns into a bear, something yeah. like that. Yes. Does her mom turns into a bear. Comments? Close enough. Do we have comments on the podcast? Um, yeah. Tell us in let the us, comments. Yeah, let us know the comments. Multi classes are most exciting to oh, you yeah. guys. Yeah. 
That, I want to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Or you could also just comment on what class you're most excited to play in Baldur's Gate 3 as well, mm-hmm. whether that be class or multi-class. So. Tell yeah. me if you think Meredith, the redhead from that one Pixar movie, is more of a barbarian or more of a fighter, because I was kind of torn. How are you leaving out Ranger? Her whole thing is a bow and arrow. Oh, yeah. Well, fight- <laughs> fighters have, have fighters bows do. and arrows. What is that one? You're 100% a right. A specific one for, for shooty shooty? The, they have a fighting style. That, yeah, the archery um, style. Archery style, yeah. But um, there's, um, oh, geez, what is it? Um, Ar- Arcane Ranger? Is that I, it? I think it's called. Hmm. That sounds I'm like forgetting. a ranger subclass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking uh, about fighters. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. There was there's yeah. a fighter subclass that is specific to archery. I don't remember what it's called. It is called uh, Arcane Archer. Arcane there Archer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also enjoy Dragon's Dogma. Haven't played it. There's a there's a magic <laughs> archer class in Dragon's Dogma. Oh, okay. It's really I... good. I, I like ar- like archer ranger stuff. I really do. I've never had the opportunity to play one though. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 mostly a DM. So Yes. Um I I had a concept though once for a um uh spores druid multiclassed with a swarm keeper ranger. Still I'm, g- I'm going to do it one day. That's you could Fucking make disgusting. an NPC with that combination. That I, that would be pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. I I want them to have little. Um, what are the little mushroom people called? Oh my god, I forget. Uh, yeah, the, the itty, itty bitty ones. Toad. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, I want a mixture of those and uh, Hercules beetles to be their swarms, and the little mushrooms ride them into battle. You're welcome. My I support you. No, my conids are like the big. Uh, they're not tiny. Yeah. Um, they come from Wild Beyond the Witchlight. The the little mushrooms. I can't remember what they are for a little life of me. Uh, me hastily typing. Ah, there they are. Uh, they are called. Oh, it's not telling me. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, campestries. Campestry. Yeah, they're cute little mushrooms. They don't even have arms. They're just like a mushroom with a face, and they look so fucking happy. Do they bounce uh, around, or are they just rooted to the spot? I believe they bounce around. Wow. Yeah, what, are they, what are they supposed to do? Are they just comic relief? Pretty much. Do they I have mean, a function? I'll have to run Wild Beyond the Witchlight again, because wild beyond the witch light revived them mm-hmm. they're basically musical mushrooms i think they could like sing you to sleep or something mm. um yeah they're they're pretty harmless from what i recall um but yeah so all right we're gonna wrap it up here yeah it uh, feels like we're done we'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on tuesday 8 p.m eastern standard time on twitch.tv slash B-B-E-G-T-T-R-P-G. Now, again, that's going to be on Tuesday uh, for our next session, session 12 of uh, Welcome to Graystand. And don't forget, on Thursday, Yurko is going to be doing his first run of Baldur's Gate 3 on release day at twitch.tv slash the Yurko. 
mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And like I said earlier, I'm going to provide the link and the uh, schedule information into the descriptor of this post. So if you aren't sure how to spell Yerko, it'll be in there for you. If he's not so already, I- you should put him in the suggested channels for BBEG on Twitch. <clears throat> I yeah. would also like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will. Um, I will see how to do that. Thank uh, you guys I'll, so much. Thank you, everybody. Of course, yes. Thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you all next time as the adventure continues. Good night. Good night. Bye.